Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 211 of Geek Town Radio. We have a massive packed show for you this week because it was San Diego Comic Con. So uh, lots and lots and lots of news. And to talk through it, I have with me... Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So apart from all the Comic Con stuff, which has been dropping yeah. over the weekend, uh, what else have you been up to? Uh, well, the most recent game I've been playing other than Kingdom Come Deliverance is uh, 911 Operator. Ah. Uh, I remember about, was it like a year ago or so, when you spoke to Bex, I think, about this? Right, yeah. I think you played it on Steam or something at the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, it's come out on Nintendo Switch. I don't know how long it's been on there, but I, oh, okay. I found it on there. It was like a pound fifty or something it was something really, <laughs> really really cheap so uh yeah if you've got any that, yeah if you've got a Switch and you want to get the game that I'm about to explain, uh, then it's quite cheap on there at the moment. But yeah, it's basically this thing where you have what like this map kind of thing and you have to like sort out your fire department, your ambulance and your uh, police units, basically, uh, your emergency services. You have to kit them out with, because um, you actually have to equip them with like guns and first aid kits and fire extinguishers and yeah. all those sorts of things. And um, yeah, like a problem comes up on the map, like a, a, a building on fire and you click on your fire engine that you got, you click it over there and and then sometimes you get 911 calls, which is where you know, obviously you don't talk yeah. back to the thing, but you've got like dialogue options, just the basic things like who's injured, where, what's the address and, yeah. and stuff like that. And then you'll sometimes get these little blue things that come up that start moving. And that's where somebody's been speeding or car, trying to get yeah, away yeah. or something. Yeah, still in the car or something. It's a really fun little game. It is. There's a couple of 911 calls where I'm like, that was particularly dark. But outside of that, it's kind of fun. Because unless you're doing the actual 911 calls, which it comes up like as a kind of a separate thing, like it'll come up on the map as to where it is and what you got to do. Other than that, it's pretty much clicking on your different services yeah. that you got and sending them to different positions. Because you can get anything from like a homeless squatter to like a gang war yeah um it's funny because as soon as i notice it's one of those i start clicking on like okay you're gonna need probably two police units two ambulances and i just send them all over there and yeah, kind yeah. of in one go because i know that if i send one police car over there they're within about a few seconds of arriving they're gonna call they're gonna backup, say, yeah. we're on the fire yeah uh, we need backup it's interesting that when you take a 911 call that the progress of the game itself like pauses or slows down i guess so it gives you time to deal with yeah the call. to actually deal with the call because it, it can be very fast paced that game but it slows down when it gets to the calls which is is helpful certainly in the later games it get it can get very very frantic and that's so yeah. and uh, you know there are things like you sometimes you get things like a 
earthquakes in the later games as well, where oh. where you're having to send things all over the place because of course, of course, there's fires and injured everywhere. So right. yeah, it yes. gets really yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I I was playing it again recently. Actually, it is really good fun. Yeah, and this, it's quite fun. The so. Steam version has a bunch of downloads as well. There's a, there's a, a Steam Workshop for it, so you can uh, add extra calls in and stuff, which is quite good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's been kind of fun. So what else is there? The DCAU, if you guys haven't heard of that, is the, the, the DC animated universe, which I didn't really know about until like a few days ago <laughs> when I started watching the films. But um, yeah, it's, it's a bit like the MCU in the DCEU, but it's animated. Yes. So uh, there's still films, although some of them are between like an hour and 10 minutes and like an hour and 20. Yeah, so they're, they're quite short as well. Yeah. Uh, which can yeah can help with the pacing of certain things. It starts from Justice League War, and um, at the moment, the one I've got up to is Batman Bad Blood, and the next one I've got to watch is uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans. It's interesting the way that they introduce certain characters because they don't necessarily give like individual films to certain people. Like by this point, there's a lot of different Bat family that you've been introduced to when you get to the point that I've got to, and they don't have like a Batwoman film and a Nightwing film and yeah. Uh, that those sorts of films but they sort of they put them in in a way that makes sense and they don't sort of stress too much about like character origins and stuff at least at the point that I am at um, and I know that down the line there's like Constantine films there's Justice League Dark stuff and then Batman Hush recently came out I was saying to David that three of the first five of these are Batman films because you've got Son of Batman which is like really really good and then you've got Batman versus Robin and then Batman Bad Blood but you've got a couple of films in between those because you've also got Justice League I think it's Thrones of Atlantis which is kind of an Aquaman origin-ish it's sort of like an Aquaman origin story but like the Justice League is there yeah. with him yeah like, like they're, they're sort of trying to recruit him or whatever so if you imagine Jason Momoa's Aquaman but all the Justice League is also there as well sort yeah. of like that yeah uh, which actually kind of helps it because I don't find Aquaman that interesting <laughs> um, but yeah that was good and uh, yeah I'm just going to keep going down the list and uh, watching the films that, uh, that are coming out so I know that the most recent one is Batman Hush and I've got about six films or so to watch in between yeah that. It's it's weird yeah. that the animated universe it's sort of based off the rebirth comic books but then mixes some older stories like Hush. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. the Batman vs. Robin stuff was was pre-Rebirth. So it's sort of based off Rebirth, but then remixes other stuff like big comic book storylines into it. Because I've I've read all the comic book storylines, but uh, I haven't seen mm-hmm. all the animated films. So I, I will go and watch those at some point. Yeah, they're really good. I really enjoyed them. So um, Amazon Prime, I've recently kind of signed back up and realized just how much stuff there is on there. There is a lot of <laughs> stuff on there, yeah. Although I will say the layout isn't great. No, and, no, the, um, the interface is horrible. They really need yeah. to do something about that. But um, like, I'll be scrolling through like a recommended or whatever, and it will say Lucifer season three. I'm like, okay, well, where's like mm. you, you can you can click on season three and then go to more episodes, and then it says season one, two, and three. Yeah, but, but I don't it, know why it wouldn't just say Lucifer. Yeah, well, yeah. Click it's on it it's terribly, terribly organised that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, there's some great stuff on there, but it is really difficult to find mm. things sometimes. Because I mean, if you click on Stranger Things on Netflix, it will just probably play yes, from it's the just first episode. Stranger Things, so, yeah. yeah. And, and it remembers tough. where you left off. And yeah, the, mm. the Netflix interface is so much better. And you've got to kind of look past the crappy interface and <laughs> for, uh, and, and look for the shows because the, there are some great stuff on there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on uh, Amazon Prime. Which that you 
you as well as a whole bunch of other people have said it's very, very good. It's funny because I sort of went on there and I was looking for like Black Sails and stuff like that and Vikings, which I know is on there. Yes. And then I found Marvelous Mrs. Maze. I was like, oh yeah, this is that show that uh, David and a bunch of other people kept talking about. So I checked that out and uh, really quite like it so far. I took in a like small break from watching it just because I was watching uh, some of the DC films. Yes. So I've, wa- I've only watched about three or four episodes. Um, but yeah, it's quite good. It's quite fun so far and it's got a nice sort of, a nice kind of basic premise. I will say that the, I mean, this is probably a bit intentional, but the actual comedy scenes where she's doing her stand-up <sighs> is by far like the standout scenes of the show. Everything else is kind of building yeah. around, okay, what's going on in her life? And then it's like, okay, she's going to do some stand-up stuff, yeah. um, which is just just amazing. So yeah, uh, and that's just really good. Said, said before, if you're a fan of Gilmore Girls, then right. watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because it's the same creators and it has exactly the same sort of snappy paste of dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely brilliant. I adore that show. So uh, it's up for a bunch of Emmys as well. So if you liked Fleabag on BBC and on Amazon, uh, it's on Amazon in the UK and in the US, but it's also on BBC. If, if you liked Fleabag or if you like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, either way, uh, you'll probably like the other show as well. Right. Because um, I'm getting some, yes, I, I don't get know if that. you've seen Yes, I have seen Fleabag. I can see where you're going with that, yeah. Yeah, the character is similar in certain situations, but more comedic in Mother's Mismatical because... Fleabag's not doing comedy stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good so far. And then I uh, just wanted to generally talk about Man United. Yes, if they were to hear about Man United, you've yeah. got a Man United podcast, haven't you, sir? Yeah, the United cast uh, on Entertainment Talk or on uh, podcast services as well. So yes. I, as awesome. you recently did an updated episode, cool. uh, which was before the before one of the games. So um, yeah, it's been a, a decent start so far. But again, with preseason, it's hard to tell how good that team's actually going to be until the season starts. So um <laughs> Um, we'll just have to wait a bit longer. So cool. Awesome. So uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. For me, there's a few shows come back. Elementary came back. Um, works really well, actually. I was interested to see what they were doing this season because we ended last season with Joan and Sherlock both back in London with Sherlock basically banned from going back to New York. So this final season at the moment it seems to be set in, in London, although I suspect they are going to find a way to get them back to New York at some point. But the, the first couple of episodes are, are sort of London based, which is kind of interesting and different. And uh, I'm I'm rather enjoying what they've set up there. Uh, Suits returned as well, which is brilliant. I love that show. Uh, very much the same sort of thing as as it has been last season. Seems to be going very very well. So uh, I'm enjoying that. How many seasons have they not had Megan for now? Is this the second season? This is not the had second for? season that okay. uh, Megan and Patrick have both gone. So right, because she's a uh, royalty now. Because so. she is now royalty, <laughs> and he's off doing other things. Uh, he's he's okay. actually off on uh, Sneaky Pete which is another show that I've finally got around to start watching uh, third and final season of that is was that uh, is or was yeah it? It, it was I'm hoping they resolve it reasonably well but um, okay. we'll have to see but yes I think it was technically cancelled but it's brilliant and I I don't know why they cancelled it I don't know whether it was a monetary thing or whether it was sort of they decided they'd come to a conclusion I'm not sure but uh, Patrick what's his face from uh, Suits pops up in the um, third season of that mm. I, but I'm really enjoying Sneaky Pete I'm about two or three episodes from the end of that I also got around to watching the second and third episodes of Black Mirror which I wasn't a huge fan of the first episode but the second and third ones are superb 
Um, mm-hmm. That's the uh, Andrew Scott one, which is him basically as a cab driver who has an issue with a so essentially Facebook. It's sort of a right, yeah, social media, yeah, right? a big social media thing. People being stuck um, in their phones. Yes, and people being stuck on their phones. So that one is superb. And the last one, which is the Miley Cyrus one, is just brilliant, hilarious, and and wonderfully funny. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Miley Cyrus is amazing in that. She just does such a wonderful job but it's sort of a bit of a send-up as well of of her kind of pop career so just mm-hmm. just great whilst i was kind of a bit eh, on the first one second and third ones are superb so well worth going to watch i particularly like the second episode of this this yeah. season just because there's, there were so many different things that could have happened in that situation yeah. and you didn't really know yeah you didn't know where it was going so, yeah no yeah um, Whereas the, I think the third episode with Miley is a bit more of just a fun kind of adventure, and the first one's a bit of like a message, I, I, I suppose, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, particularly um, like the second episode. Yes, yeah. The second episode is probably the the strongest overall, most rounded yeah. one out of them. But I do love that third episode as well because it is really funny. <laughs> and the other thing I've done this week is I have seen the first episode of the fifth season of Peaky Blinders because there was a big premiere, like a world premiere for the first season in Birmingham. It was at Birmingham Town Hall. We got to interview some of the cast. Uh, no Killian Murphy because... He was off filming in New York, apparently, at the time. Although, to be fair, he's quite shy and doesn't really enjoy talking to the press very much. So even had he been there, I doubt we would have got to talk to him anyway. But uh, yeah, the cast were lovely. The opening episode, I can't obviously tell you anything about it because it's not out yet. They're saying autumn-ish for the uh, new season. It's absolutely brilliant. They've done a really stunning job with it. I really can't say any more than that. They also (laughs) showed us a little bit of the second episode as well uh, basically because there is a fairly spectacular scene that opens the second episode and they're quite proud of it so they were like mm. we're going to show you the start of that as well so um, we saw that and uh, it, that is a really phenomenal opening as well Peaky Blinders if you want to see the video of the interviews that's up on the YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash geek town the show itself is coming autumn-ish I suspect it'll be very very early autumn but uh, yes autumn-ish so that's the stuff i've been doing this week let's move on to some uh, tv and film news So there is a lot of TV and film news this week because it was San Diego Comic Con and they dropped a shed load of information for various different things. We'll start off with the renewals, cancellations and pickups because there was a few of those that came out and some interesting surprises that popped out of that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the news that I think we'd all been expecting to come at some point uh, is ending with season seven. I was sad to see it go, but I mean, it was interesting. They were saying during the panels that they they actually thought it was going to end at season five, which is why sort of season five ends with them kind of killing off Colson. And then ABC went, actually, we'd like a little bit more. So they kind of find a way to, to bring him back and to carry on, which is in season six, which is what we are now. But they've, they've said they're finally going to end it with season seven. So uh, seven seasons is, is certainly not a bad run and not for yeah, a show which yeah. has been on the verge of cancellation pretty much every season. <laughs> so, you know, um, mm. its numbers haven't been great in the US, but I do love it. It's, uh, it's really entertaining. So I'm, I'm glad they're bringing it back for another season to round it out and finish it off properly. That's great news. Um, Channel 4 have announced that Dead Pixels, the uh, show which was about a group of gamers and uh, their, their sort of life inside a kind of World of Warcraft time video game, that has been renewed for a second season that came out this week over at san diego they announced the boys 
will be returning for a second season before season one has even aired because it airs at the end of usually quite a good sign yes airs later this week but uh, I think that's a fantastic sign they've obviously got a lot of confidence in that show I'm very very much looking forward to it it's um, from the people behind Preacher and Eric Kripke who is the man that created Supernatural so uh, and it's about a, a group of guys that are there to take down superheroes and in this world these superheroes are basically dicks so they're really no sense of collateral damage uh they're like rock stars and just yeah it looks fabulous the comic book it's based on is brilliant as well so i'm very much looking forward to that they've announced that fear the walking dead is renewed for sixth season uh we'll come on to more in the week yes which is no shock to anybody and uh also walking dead has an air date it's going to be premiering uh 6th of october in america 7th of october on fox in the uk we'll have more on walking dead in a minute then the expanse season four has an air date that's the 13th of december for the fourth season of that on amazon that will be returning also on amazon on the 15th of november man in the high castle returns they released a trailer for that as well and uh, outside san diego uh, itv have picked up the mark warren fronted van der volk series which for those of you that are too young like you matt to remember van der volk it was a an old yeah, tv show is, yeah it was an old it's basically an old detective tv show uh, set in amsterdam they're remaking it with mark warren in it as the uh, lead so uh, itv have joined that and will will be running that probably next year i think that will arrive so back in San Diego, a bunch of trailers drops. So uh, few for TV shows, few for movies. Start off with probably the biggest and most interesting trailer, The Witcher, which I thought was spectacular. What did you think yeah, of this? Absolutely phenomenal. This is what I wanted and needed from a teaser trailer, and it and it kind of defined what a teaser trailer is. Because as I said in because uh, I started the um, watching The Witcher podcast thing, and the first one was for basically watching the trailer. Uh, one of the things I said was you get these little cuts of like Geralt going into fights and like little shots of Ciri and Yennefer and certain armies and stuff, and it just did enough to us. Like I want to see a bit more of that scene, but yeah, yeah. it's a teaser. So yeah, um, yeah, a bit of a shame. They didn't give a date but obviously they'll give one at some point but yeah I, I really really loved it and I've been anticipating this for, for a while because when did this get announced like a year and a half ago something uh, like that yeah. yeah and I've been very very excited for it since it's uh, been announced so I'm really looking forward to this yeah the reaction online seems to have been very very positive towards it which yeah. I, you know, a lot of people saying that's a lot better than I thought it would be as well so uh, it, it seems to have done its job which is great but uh, you can find obviously all these trailers you can find on geekdown.go.uk the Witcher trailer I was really really impressed with and I think Henry Cavill does a fabulous job as Geralt so uh, yeah I, I'm very much looking forward to that there was a trailer for Snowpiercer the new series it's coming through to TBS in the US and uh, it's Netflix has got it internationally it's arriving in 2020 combination yes um, yeah. <laughs> Snowpiercer basically if you if you don't know it was, it was a film and it looks like the TV series is basically a straight remake of the film from all the comments I've seen online. I don't think I've actually seen the movie. I know it was fairly critically acclaimed, but somehow it bypassed me. The basic okay. premise is there is world is sort of in an ice age and there is a train which holds the last of humanity, which has to keep on circling to make sure that everybody keeps warm. So the train kind of keeps right. on moving and the train has a sort of Titanic thing going on where you have first class citizens, second and third class citizens. And it seems that the people that are in the lower classes have started to get very upset with the people in the upper classes and there is a revolt. So the people at the back of the train are now trying to sort of take on the posh people at the front of the train. That's essentially the sort of setup for it. 
Um, mm. The trailer I thought looked really interesting. I don't know. Do you know the movie for this? Had you seen it or uh... no? No, I actually had forgot to forgot to watch the trailer for this. But what you have said sounds quite interesting. So, and I don't think I've seen anything particularly like that before. So, no, uh, I'm quite interested in this. Yeah, so. I mean, as I say, I've not seen the film, and I sort of now don't want to watch the movie beforehand because it's I not. Probably won't. No, I probably a, just watch the, the uh, yeah. show. Because it's it's not a continuation of the film, it is a remake. So uh, the story and plotline is is very similar to the movie. It's just obviously going to be stretched out over a series. And mm-hmm. assuming it runs for more than one season, it will get picked up and move forward from there. So presumably they're going to have more in it. But yeah, that was great. Then uh, Westworld, there was a season three trailer for that. We had had one trailer for this already, which focused very much on Aaron yeah. Paul's character. But uh, this is a sort of more rounded trailer that they uh, they released. It's really interesting because we knew all the hosts had left the park. We knew they were most of the hosts were out of the park, and then mm-hmm. you suddenly get this scene of Maeve battling Nazis. Which <laughs> you know, it's like okay, well that I wasn't expecting. So uh, yes, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So I'm assuming there is a Nazi Germany theme park, otherwise something very strange has gone wrong with the timeline. Yeah, it seems like that that scene with Maeve that you're talking about, like she's in a different park because those characters that are around her very much seem. Like like host uh, yeah. type characters, like like it's some sort of someone's sort of scene that they've set up uh, for the park. But yeah, it looks interesting and different. Um, I I remember you know season two got a bit of criticism, uh, but this looks like they've sort of taken some of that on board, and this looks very very fresh. And you know, all the all the different robots they kind of showed. There's a lot of different yeah. possibilities of where they could go. So it's gonna be interesting because like although the show is still called Westworld, they're technically not there anymore but it will depend if uh, I don't know we'll have to yeah, wait yeah. and see kind of what happens but it looks very very fresh so yeah, um, yeah you're right there, there are a lot of robots in this as well yeah, you, yeah. you're seeing the non-host sort of normal looking robots out in the real world which are doing all the sort of manual tasks that you would expect robots to do and it, there are some interesting right. little scenes of the hosts kind of almost seeming to see sympathy with these lesser mm-hmm. kind of robots so that, that, that looks really interesting intriguing as well and uh yes i'm very very interested to see what happens with the nazis because if they're all now sentient are they sentient nazis are they going to have the sort of nazi personalities of wanting to take over everything and i that that's an interesting route that they may explore as well so uh yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Don't have an air date for that yet, but we are expecting it will be in the Game of Thrones April, uh, yeah, April, probably. April, May slot next year. We're mm-hmm. expecting that to land. Um, they released the first full trailer for Watchmen as well over on HBO. Uh, so that was another huge trailer they dropped. This looks f- fantastic, and there was a oh, few yeah. surprises yeah. in this because we'd seen the previous trailer, which had a lot of people dressed in the Rorschach masks, which seems to be a sort of some sort of group that have sort of grown up following the teachings of Rorschach in some way or some sort of group dedicated to him. But uh, we saw a lot more of uh, other characters and there was things like uh, Owlman's Owlship pops up in there. We don't know who's flying it, but that's in there. And Dr. Manhattan pops up in that trailer as well, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. We don't know who's playing him, but yeah, I mean, that all looks like it's going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah, HBO just keeps knocking out the park with some of these 
really cool TV shows. Yeah. And uh, well, with Watchmen being a new version of an existing IP, it's going to seem kind of fresh. I, think, I mean, it already looks kind of fresh and stuff. So, yeah. Um, and I didn't see the film. I don't think I need to watch it necessarily, but I'm just going to wait for the uh, the show to start. I'm very excited for it. So No, in actual fact, I, would, I wouldn't watch the film. I'd, I'd get no. hold of the comic book. I'd read the comic book because the comic book's a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of work. And I think that would actually, if you want to get background to right. the Watchmen yeah. TV series, the comic book is probably the better place to do it rather than try and watching the movie. There's just like one comic book line. There isn't like different versions or whatever. Well, that's tricky. <laughs> um, yes, essentially there is, I think they, they've done a sort of pre-Watchmen and I think there has been a sort of post-Watchmen thing, but there is one main comic book. But okay. in more recent years, they have folded a bunch of the Watchmen people into DC continuity as well because it is a DC license. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't worry about any of that stuff because that's not going to be relating to this. If you want background to the TV series, read the main Watchmen graphic novel. That's the thing to go and read. And that's the sort of starting point for everything. So that is used as background for the series, but the series is very much a sort of continuation moving forward of the stuff that happened before in the book. So that would be what I would do if you want sort of background to the TV series. But the, the, it's an amazing, amazing graphic novel. It's it's one of the sort of top three graphic novels of all time. So really worth reading. Don't think we've got a date for that yet. I think it's, it's o- October. Yeah, I think it's coming later not, this year, but they yeah. haven't actually given a full date. So well, uh, One of the Sundays in October, probably. So. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On to movies. Uh, out of nowhere, the Tom Cruise showed up, as Tom Cruise does, and uh, <laughs> dropped a trailer for Top Gun Maverick, which looks fine, looks fun. Have you seen the original Top Gun film? It might be... I, I haven't, no. Uh, um, and I didn't watch great the film. trailer, because I was just like, okay, it's, uh, I guess, like a sequel to the previous yeah, one yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I just yeah, sort of. Um, uh, so yeah. you should watch the original film because it is a classic. I probably will at some point. Top Gun Maverick. It's essentially has Maverick talking to a superior officer who's basically saying, you know, you've not advanced in the ranks. You're kind of happy where you are. And he's now become a flight instructor at the Top Gun school where he, he was one of the members of Top Gun in the original film. So he's now a flight instructor for them. And he's training the son of his old partner. He's the... Uh, sort of set up for it by the sounds of it that was great and there's some great aerial stuff I do wonder knowing Tom Cruise it's quite possible he went up and flew the plane himself I mean you know I don't <laughs> yeah. know yeah. I, I'd be very interested to know what was kind of caught in camera and what was mm. CGI on that he also doesn't seem to age does he so. no, no no not really <laughs> at all um, another one which I was very excited for uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot which is the new Jay and Silent Bob movie which has been years the last one they did was Jay mm. and Silent Bob Strike Back uh, there is a Red Band trailer which is up on the website for that so uh, be warned a definitely a not safe for work trailer if you're uh, going to listen to that um, right. in a work environment be very careful <laughs> it's just funny classic classic Kevin Smith and uh, if you like Jared Silent Bob you're going to love that because I thought that was hilarious and uh, I remember- I remember when they had that in, was it one of the Flash episodes or something? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Kevin yeah. Smith directs some of, some uh, of them, yeah. The Flash and he directs some of Supergirl because he's a huge fan of it and they rope in Jay Muse as well into some of those episodes because Jay is an enormous DC Arrowverse nerd as well. So they kind <laughs> of roped him in on camera. But uh, yeah, and Kevin's also directing and been on some of the episodes as well so uh, yeah I'm very much looking forward to seeing that when it comes out and the other big trailer that landed was uh, for Tom Hooper's big screen version of Andrew Loeb Webber's Cats which is is a crazy
crazy, crazy adaptation of uh, the classic stage play. Tom Hooper was the person that did Les Mis and a bunch of other things, but Les Mis is probably the the big musical thing he's most known for. Mm -hmm. Um, The trailer for this is, I mean, they've used CGI fur on a lot of the members of the cast. So it's a lot of CGI, but, and then they're sort of singing and they've built these giant sets. So although they're human, they're kind of covered in fur and look like they're shrunk down because they're in these giant sets and there's amazing dance routines and all the songs. And I mean, if you're a fan of, of the musical, I think you're probably going to like this, but it's, it looks spectacular. So yes, that is one to look out for. You can find the trailer for that up on the website as well. Moving on to trailers, onto some of the big franchises. Uh, we'll kick off with uh, one that me and Matt know very well, The Walking Dead, because of course we do The Walking Dead UK podcast. Um, so as I said earlier, they've announced the premiere date for that, the 7th of October, uh, Fear the Walking Dead also renewed. They have also announced a couple of new cast members for it. Thora Birch and Kevin Carroll will be joining on the show next season on Walking Dead. Thora's playing a whisperer called Gamma, who is fiercely protective of her beloved leader Alpha, played by Samantha Morton. Carol will play a character called Virgil, described as a resourceful survivor, desperate trying to get home to his family. Neither of those characters are from the comic book, but they did also add that they are adding a comic book character, Dante, but he is going to be somewhat changed from the comic book version, because apparently in the book he was a love interest for Maggie. So And she's not there. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, well, they are trying to get her to come back. She's not there at the moment. But she isn't there at the moment. They are talking to to Lauren Cohen about trying to get her to come back. Seems her other show is no longer around, so she has got some time on her hands. Dante's described as roguish, fast-talking, sometimes charming, sometimes the annoying guy who can put his foot in his mouth, but interesting presence in the comics. They're saying he'll play an important role in the story in Alexandria. So, interesting, I thought that Mm -hmm. was. And uh, they've also, the news came out that Denai Guerrera, as had long been rumoured, this will be her last season. We are going to be saying goodbye. Yes, another one bites the dust. We've lost a lot of characters in the last two seasons or so. Yeah, Um, and we've lost some quite major characters as well. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting because in the, I won't spoil any comic stuff, which is weird because there's certain bits, like you know the the boat stuff that they reference Mm. in the trailer, that stuff that has already happened by that point in the book so they're sort of finding a weird way to use a story from the past that they haven't used yet on kind of the same character but in also a different way right yeah uh, which we'll see how much sense that makes when they actually show it on the screen but yeah basically that boat stuff it originally happened after the war um, ah, because one, okay. one of the characters basically left and uh, I won't spoil who it was or whatever but one of the characters basically left for a little while and then uh, a bunch of people asked Kirkman like oh where's this character gone and it's like oh you might see them again or whatnot and then they showed back up and they basically just went on this sort of off-page journey and then came back. So it seems like they're somehow grabbing something that happened from the past and bringing it to, to season 10. So yeah. we'll see how that works that's, out. That's interesting. The trailer, I thought, because I released a trailer that is also yeah. up on the website, uh, trailer looked fabulous. And uh, what was rather refreshing, unlike when they released the trailer for last season, when they released the trailer for this season and uh, I posted it particularly on Facebook, a lot of positive reaction to it, which is, is really heartening to see given that you know there was so much complaining last season of like oh I left this show it's rubbish all this sort of stuff but a mm-hmm. lot of really positive stuff from people when I posted it this year which is is really heartening and I thought the trailer looked great and they got some lovely little bits of humour the stuff between Daryl and Carol at the end I thought was was really funny mm-hmm. um, 
Just, just really nicely put together. It looks, it looks like you know you're going to get a lot more Negan this year, which is never, never kind of a bad have thing. To yeah, at this uh, point. yeah, yeah, never a bad thing anyway. So because uh, mm. you you can't keep Jeffrey Dean Morgan off screen locked in a cage. You just no, can't do no, that. For, you've got for to bring him back. There was an interesting bit in there where like Gabriel, I think he's talking to Negan and Aaron, and they're trying to like he's they're basically kind of not working well together. And uh, Gabriel goes up to him, them, the two of them, and says like, "Get your act together and sort of yeah. work together or whatever." Yeah. One one of the things I kind of said is like because obviously I've seen The Wire and stuff and I've actually I've met Seth myself and one of the things I sort of said to him and I have said before is like in The Wire he does a lot more or they give him a lot more things to do and in, in The Walking Dead they just haven't given Gabriel a whole lot to do and I know that because he obviously he plays a, a policeman in um, The Wire it's obviously yeah. a very different character to his Walking Dead character but they could still just find something more for him to do and I'm interested to see in season 10 if they manage that at all. I, so. Yeah I, I hope so I hope so because yeah. he's a great actor but yeah that was a lovely scene as well and and the fact that Aaron's got mm. the um, the kind of mace thing on his arm yeah, that's cool it looks amazing so uh, yeah I am very much looking forward to that I thought it was a really good trailer and it seems to have got a very very positive reaction new characters uh, who knows sounds sounds interesting enough Thora Birch yeah, is a great yeah. actor and Karen Carroll's a great actor Thora Birch was in Parental Ghost World she's pops up in a whole bunch of different things Kevin Carroll was in Snowfall and The Leftovers and a bunch of other stuff as well so uh, mm-hmm. again solid A-list actors they're bringing in so Dante is kind of on the level of like a Sadiq or an Aaron or right. so not, like a, not like a Daryl Negan level character but still a fairly big character so um, I'm looking forward to seeing him and what they do with him I suppose yeah, with Maggie not, not being there yes the they've, they've not cast Dante yet but uh, they've just sort of said they are bringing him in so, uh, yeah. so yes and of course I mean the other big news which happened a few weeks ago is the fact that Robert Kirkman's actually finished the comic book so uh, yeah, it's it came, came out of nowhere yes so he was talking a little bit about that there are I think videos of, of some of the panels floating around online if you uh, want to go and look mm-hmm. for those they also talked a little bit about the, uh, the third show which you know we know he's coming and uh, Scott Gimble talked a little bit about that which basically follows a couple of young girls and they've been living in a sort of walled protective environment but they're now having to sort of go out and and leave and although they know technically how to kill walkers and stuff they've never had to do it themselves so um it's going to be a kind of youth skewed version of the walking dead walking dead junior or something i don't know mm-hmm. um yeah, which like a teenage I, kind of yeah it's, it's basically a teen version of it which um i, I think is, is an interesting addition to the franchise and it feels to me like it's going to be very much in the sort of 100 kind of mould. You know, it's it's that yeah, sort of level, yeah. uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. They've got a few casts for that as well. That's another thing that they've got coming. No dates announced for that yet, but uh, I think that could be quite interesting. Moving on from Zombies to Space, Star Trek <laughs> had a really solid panel, um, a whole bunch of different things. The major announcement, I think, was Star Trek Picard, where they showed another trailer which looked fantastic but they also announced that he's going to be joined by a few old friends in that as well uh jonathan frakes who played Riker, um who i think is directing as well because he's a big big director at this point but uh, he will be back as Riker. uh marina sirtis is back as deanna troy jerry ryan interestingly back as seven of nine given that she's a character from voyager and not next generation so yes i thought that was an interesting ad and brent spiner back as data which i think is awesome news because i love that guy and i love 
love that character. I mean, we always assumed that there was probably going to be a few old faces show up in this TV show, but it seems like particularly uh, Data and Seven of Nine are going to have fairly large roles. The trailer looks amazing. It's very much Picard back in space, having been in retirement, but not rejoining Starfleet. It's got a new ship of some description, but we don't know anything about the ship. Uh, we know he's got a new crew and there are new characters. Uh, one's played by Alison Pill, who was in the newsroom. Harry Treadaway is in there from Penny Dreadful. Elsa Brony's from uh, American Crime Story Versailles. Santiago Calibra from Salvation. Got Michelle Heard from Blind Spot. So yeah, there's a whole interesting bunch of, of people that he's going to be surrounded by. But uh, the trailer I thought for this looked fabulous. Yeah, this was a bit more of a like trip to the past for me because there were certain yeah. characters in here where I was like, okay, I don't know many. I know who obviously Picard is. What well, do now? <laughs> but yeah, there was a couple of people in this trailer. Of, like I recognize them from the past from certain things. Like oh, yeah. I, I was sort of watching the trailer and like oh, I've seen that face before. I've seen that face before. And then I think two of the characters at the end, the, the woman with the thing on on her head I've seen I've seen her before that's and the Jerry guy, Ryan yes that's okay. seven of nine yes and the guy who he's I think he's playing a game Cards with him or at the something. End or something yeah that's data yeah, yeah. I've seen him before so yes um, yeah that's about what as I sort of recognize as we said before the there is a reason yeah. why your your Star Trek podcast is called Discovering Star Trek isn't there mm-hmm. really yeah. So, uh, yes, because yeah. that was really your entry level into, into Star Trek. So uh, we'll have to get you to go back and watch some key episodes of some of the old mm-hmm. shows as well. But um, I thought they looked great. And it looks as though the Borg are going to show up as well, which uh, I could be quite interesting, which would explain why Seven of Nine is there, because she's sort of Borg enhanced. So uh, very much looking forward to that. It's arriving early 2020, so I suspect that will probably be January, but we don't exactly know. Do you think they might do it so that January 2020 is Picard and then they swap them around every year so that Star Trek Discovery is in is in place of it. A bit like maybe. what they might do with Game of Thrones and, and Westworld on uh, HBO. That would it, kind of make sense. Yeah, it may be that or it may be they bump Discovery to a bit later because uh, moving maybe. on to Discovery, they have said that it just begun principal photography, which seems a bit late if you're going to be dropping stuff in its usual slot in January, mm. um, maybe, given yeah. that there's so much CGI work that goes into it. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, either they are going to release them both at the same time or you're going to have Picard first and then Discovery, maybe, maybe they bump Discovery back. So we don't know a release date for that yet. I think it makes sense to, to separate them. Yeah. Because so, yeah, then you I can also have like, hey, you're subscribed to CBS All Access, Picard's finished, but Discovery's back and then yeah. well, until all the they, other ones. They on did it, so. say that Alex Kurtzman's ultimate goal is to have something Star Trek related running all the time on CBS All Access. So I doubt that they will run them at the same time. So I suspect we may get Picard first and then Discovery afterwards, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. They have announced a new character joining Discovery. David Ajala, who is playing a character called Cleveland Booker, aka mm. Book, who's a brand new character described as smart and capable with a natural charisma and devil may care aptitude that tends to get him into trouble as often as it gets him out. That's not hugely dissimilar to the character that you will probably know him from if you've been watching Arrowverse because he played Manchester Black on Supergirl. So it's that guy that is taking over that role. And that doesn't sound very far out of his wheelhouse, that character right. description. Yeah. you know. So yes, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to him joining. I think that could be an interesting addition presumably something that somebody they meet in the future because that is where they are now in the third season they're very much in the future they did sort of end season two in a way where like okay they they set 
settled certain characters like Pike and uh, and Spock and everybody. But everybody else that was kind of on Discovery and with Michael herself, uh, you could kind of go in whatever direction you wanted to after that. Yeah, it's interesting. They basically the shackles are kind of off a little bit at this point because although it started off in a mm. very specific timeline, it's now very much outside of that for this third season. So um, they're pretty much free to do whatever they like, which is is an interesting point to be at. I think. Speaking of Pike and Spock and uh, the rest of the people that were left behind at the end of season three, they have mm. announced that we will be seeing a bit more of them with the Star Trek short treks which are back again. So Pike, Spock, and number one are all going to be, it looks like, in all the short treks this year, which is kind of interesting because they certainly didn't show anything other than those characters in the short treks. They've showed a little trailer showing off what was sort of going on with that. Looks like there's an episode where uh, number one and Spock are both stuck in a lift together, which <laughs> which looks kind of fun. Uh, there is, is an episode which sees Spock, I think, first joining the Enterprise, which which is, uh, is interesting as well. Hmm. The episodes are called Ask Not Q&A, The Trouble with Edward, The Girl Who Made the Stars, Ephraim and Dot. Oh, and Children of Mars is the other one. Oh, and there's an there's a Tribble episode as well. Lots and lots of Tribbles, which looks like it's going to be fun. These are only going to be the short tracks, so they're only like 15-minute episodes. But I'm very, very happy to see all those characters back because I thought Anson Mount was superb as Pike and I thought yeah. Ethan Peck was great as Spock. We didn't really see see much of uh, Rebecca uh, Rummagen as um, number one. She was kind of blinking you miss her in some places. She saw a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she was. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to see a little bit more of that. I, I just, I want to see more of that world. Somebody did throw the question, do you want to do a series based around those characters? And uh, or, you know, he basically asked the audience and there was lots of cheers and stuff. And he was like, well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it was Alex Kurtzman's response. So you never know. We may get a full season at some point, but uh, I, I'm really glad that they brought them back for the short treks at least. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to I seeing mean, more of that. I mean, if they are going to do that, then these short treks will be a good way to test the water yeah. with, with that. I mean, we know it'll probably work anyway because we know that those those actors as, as those characters are already good. So yeah. it just depends what they decide to do, I suppose. Yeah, so. um, I, I think that would be an interesting one because it would be very difficult to do like a remake of the original series and put Kirk and stuff in there. But I think you could follow this crew certainly that would yeah. work and I would just want to see more of Anson Mount as uh, Captain Pike because I thought he was brilliant in that so uh, yeah really looking forward to those presumably they will be on Netflix like the first ones were but we'll All have right. to wait and see hopefully they'll tell you this time. <laughs> yeah hopefully they tell yeah. you and they won't bury them somewhere and, and they'll actually put them on in a timely manner this time but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see because they're put in the trailer section uh, yes they are of- a short tracks yeah, section. Yeah, which is so, weird. I don't know why they do that. It's a weird place to put them, but, right. you know. Yeah. And uh, the last bit of Star Trek news, Lower Decks, which is the animated series, they showed some photos of the animated characters, which um, I'm very much looking forward to this because I love the concept of it. It's basically Lower Decks is an animated series. It's a comedy series, and it follows the support crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships. So uh, that's the premise of it. The 
um, cast announcement is uh, Jack Quaid, who is appeared in Vinyl and he's in the Boys series. You've got Tiny Newsom, who's in Brockmire and Nobodies. Noel Wells, who's in Master of None. Eugene Cordrow, who's in The Good Place and Black Monday. That's the sort of main core characters who you're following. But there is obviously also a bridge crew for the ship who are actually the secondary characters because you're following these kind of ensigns. So the bridge crew is uh, Dawn Lewis, who is in Veronica Mars, Jerry O'Connell, who is in Billions and Carter and a million other things, Fred Talsacor, who is, is a voiceover artist um, of some renown. He does uh, American Dad and uh, DC Superhero Girls, and Gillian Vigman, who was in Life Sentence and uh, New Girl. So I think they've got a really solid cast. They've announced the timeline for this is 2380, set just after the events of Star Trek Nemesis. And the ship is called the USS Sarantos and it is a new Starfleet designed called the California class. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, even if it's in animation, just a different designed ship, which would be cool. I'm kind of looking forward to this because they don't really do out and out comedy in Star Trek. And I thought this sounds like it could be a really interesting idea. Do you think this looks a little bit like Fallout Shelter in a certain... Oh, in the drawings. Yes, that I yeah, can see where yeah. you're getting that. Certainly the animation yeah. style. It looks very kind of Fallout, actually. I can see where you're getting that. It's sort of that, a bit of Family Guy. Yeah, it's kind of quite a nice animation style they've got going on there. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there are pictures on that. If you go to the Star Trek post, which is up on the website, you can see the pictures of what otherwise characters look like as well. Do you think this will be like a, a shorter season of Star Trek, I suppose? I I suspect it's probably... There's like a little short thing they might do. I, I, I suspect they're probably only like 20 minute episodes and I suspect there's probably 10 of them, but I don't know any mm. of that for certain. Yeah, that would fit it. So. So, so we'll have to see. Moving on to the uh, first of the two big boys, Marvel. Marvel had a massive panel. I mean, yes, just do. a ridiculous amount of stuff. Basically laying out phase four in its entirety the biggest announcement actually came at the end of the panel blade is returning to the uh, cinema screen for the first time in a very long while and uh, we have a new person playing blade it's mashahala ali who interestingly has been in marvel before because he played cottonmouth in luke cage yes was that season two episode i think so yeah yeah, um, I, I didn't get to that bit. So. so he might have been in season one as well. I can't remember. But um, that's kind of interesting. I mean, the difficulty is that you've got like an Oscar winning actor and he's playing this sort of yeah. minor role in Marvel. And I can entirely understand why the cinematic universe wants to reuse him. But they are supposed to be connected, those TV shows. So that's a little strange because mm. it's although we've had like Chris Evans playing two characters, two Marvel characters, because he was in the original Fantastic Four. That was sort of pretty pre-MCU, whereas I think this is the first time they've reused an actor that's supposed to be within the MCU universe. Um, Mm. So that's kind of interesting, but, you know, I don't care. He's a great actor. Nice to see Blade back on screen. Didn't really give us any more announcement than that. Obviously it has been on screen before, uh, on on big and small screen, because Wesley Snipes played him in the pre-MCU movies, which was Mm -hmm. sort of late 90s, early 2000s, and then there was a short-lived TV series where he was played by Sticky Fingers. So um, I think the man can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned so I think he's a great choice for Blade yeah I'm looking forward to this um, I haven't seen either the TV series or the films but I'm definitely aware of Blade I've seen it in many different conversations and yeah it's kind of like is there any Marvel thing they couldn't do at this point and is there any actor they couldn't get at this <laughs> probably point? not no because I mean the names they've already got and now you're bringing in uh, Mahershala yeah it's it's going to be really cool to, I mean you probably won't see it for a while 
But, no, um, no, it's, it's a good it's a good tease for for the future. Yeah, so. it is a bit of a way off that. Right. Um, it's yeah. it's sort of announced, but it's going to be after everything else. I think. Um, another surprise announcement was uh, Natalie Portman, who has been somewhat missing from the MCU over the last few films. She was in the first couple mm-hmm. of Thor movies and then kind of disappeared. She'd be referenced, but hadn't really been on screen. She's going to be back as Jane Foster, but he's also going to be playing a female Thor, which I thought was kind of an interesting twist. Uh, no, don't worry, fans of, of Chris Hemsworth. He's also going to be in the film, as well as Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. She's also back. The movie is based on the Mighty Thor comic book run, which sees Thor become unworthy on wielding the powers of the uh, Hammer Millionaire, and uh, Jane takes over the role. So there is comic book precedent for it. It is based on a comic book. Uh, we knew previously that Takita Wahishi is back as director for the new film, and it's called Thor love and thunder and has a wonderfully kind of like early 80s late 70s kind yeah. of typeface design to it i saw some comparisons to like he-man and stuff like that yeah yeah it is yeah. a very he-man logo it really is so yes that's coming 2021 they're releasing that it's uh, may 2021 for that movie so there's a bit of a wait for it but uh, mm. it's gonna be interesting to see a female thor and uh, see whether that that sort of ends the run for chris hemsworth or whether he is going to be kind of sticking around or or you know and he gets the power back we don't know but at least it gives them options at that point I think yeah yeah. moving on to some of the newer movies we've got Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings one of the new upcoming films they've announced that the star for that will be Simu Liu who is a Canadian actor actually he's probably best known for a Canadian sitcom called Kim's Convenience which I don't think has aired over here he starred in that and uh, he was also in the Taken TV series and he's popped up in episodes of The Expanse and Slasher and Fresh Off the Boat and a bunch of other things as well. He's going to be taking the lead. Uh, whilst the fact that he is in a Canadian sitcom, there are a few photos online with his shirt off and he is unbelievably ripped. Uh, so, uh, yeah, seems, I mean, I don't know anything about him as an actor, but he certainly seems to have the body for somebody who's um, a martial arts expert. So, mm. uh, it's kind of cool and interesting for them to be going in like a martial artist sort of route because we've not really seen something like that in the MCU. And with like all of these kind of announcements, they all seem kind of fresh and different because, I mean, the era, the era of the Avengers and stuff, we've kind of finished yeah. that now with the Infinity Saga. So now we're seeing a lot of like different characters and stuff so it keeps things fresh and this is another way for them to sort of do that yeah it's it's interesting there's a few things that have come up in phase four that i do think had things played out slightly differently we wouldn't be getting these movies like i don't think you'd be getting shang chi had they not already used iron fist i think you would have seen a big screen iron fist movie i mean maybe yeah yeah with somebody like an asian actor in the lead i suspect you would have seen that as being the big thing rather than shang chi had they not already used Iron Fist and the same kind of goes for The Eternals which is the other movie that they announced the cast for I rather think that you might not have got an Eternals film had either A they already got the X-Men or B the Inhumans had actually worked out so yes we've got the Eternals coming as well the Eternals for those of you who don't know because it is a slightly more obscure Marvel comic book I don't know that much about them myself Um, so so. uh, the idea is with the Eternals they are a powerful race of cosmic beings created by cosmic gods the Celestials, along with
along with the Eternals genetic cousins the Deviants whilst the Eternals tend to be peaceful the more destructive and deformed Deviants tend towards violence and war and the two factions have been locked in this sort of never ending war with humanity often stuck in the middle of everything the Eternals themselves look human but they are basically super powered and they can live for thousands of years and they pop up in, in various sort of Greek and Viking mythology and that sort of stuff because of the fact they've been around for so long I think it's a, it's an interesting one um, they've announced the cast for it cast is very strong uh, mm. Richard Madden from Game of Thrones Bodyguard Kumail Najani, who I adore from uh, the uh, Big Sick and Silicon Valley Lauren Ridloff from Walking Dead Brian Reese Henry from Atlanta and uh, he was also voiced some stuff for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, Saluma Hayek um, who well I'm sure you know who that is Leah McHugo who was in American Woman in the Lodge Don Lee and Angelina Jolie as well is popping up in that so uh, yeah some huge names in the, in this film yeah that's what I mean in terms of like you know you get Mahershala Ali you've got Angelina Jolie you've got Richard Madden and you've already had people like Chris Hemsworth and Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. all these other people so is there I mean are we going to end up seeing like Arnold Schwarzenegger in an MCU film in like the I future? T- it's entirely possible yeah. Yeah. I, it would not surprise me in the slightest you know because Stallone has briefly popped up hasn't he because he was yeah. in Guardians wasn't he so um, mm. yeah wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me at all but uh, interesting looking cast for that, I think. I mean, I don't know The Eternals at all as a comic book, but I think that's kind of interesting. That's coming one of the earlier ones. That's June next year that is coming. I'll go through the full timeline in a minute. Um, we've also got uh, Scarlett Johansson back as Black Widow, which we knew there was a Black Widow movie coming. That's good. But they didn't announce some additional cast. Joined by David Harbour, that guy again. Uh, he's from Stranger Things and was Hellboy in the new Hellboy movie. He's playing the Red Guardian Florence Pugh who was in Michella and uh, Little Drummer Girl she's playing Yolanda uh, O.T. Fagbany who's in Handmaid's Tale it's Mason and Rachel Weiss. she's playing Melinda so yeah I don't really know any of these characters I don't know my Marvel well enough to know those characters but uh, yeah I mean I, I've said all along that I think uh, Scarlett Johansson at this point I'm glad she's getting her own film because yeah. she's been hanging around like the MCU for so long as one of the Avengers and hasn't had her own movie and uh, you know it did look like maybe she wasn't going to get her own movie after the events of Endgame but uh, so they are making a film as you might expect if you know what happened in Endgame it is going to be delving into Black Widow's past it's going to be a sort of historical based one which I think is is kind of fun it sort of felt like she's been a, a little bit shortchanged so yeah. far because everybody else has kind of had more of a plot I mean she's, she's had a relationship with like Bruce and stuff Bruce Banner and all that but outside of that they haven't given her a lot to do really so this will kind of make up for some of that hopefully yeah I hope so and um, I sort of said when Captain Marvel came out I I, I bet Scarlett Johansson mm. was mildly miffed that she wasn't the first female solo superhero film for Marvel and uh, you know Captain Marvel just saunters in and <laughs> and sort of takes that offer which I you know I, I would have been mildly miffed if I was uh, Scarlett Johansson so I'm glad she's getting her own film they also know Doctor Strange is heading into the multi 
multiverse. That is another one of the new films. So this is going to be the second Doctor Strange movie. It's going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And it's going to seem too much with Scarlet Witch. And interestingly, it's going to tie in directly with the events of the WandaVision upcoming TV series as well. Scott Derrinson, who is back as director, said it will be a PG-13 film, but it's going to be the first scary MCU movie, twisting horror that will have people gripped. We're going to sort of go back and try and destroy Doctor Strange a bit, was what he said. So, Mm. uh, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. I like the idea of a sort of maybe darker one. You're going to have Scarlet Witch in there. Yeah, I mean, you can still do some scary stuff, even if you're PG-13. Yeah, yeah. But that it just means you can't have like swearing and blood and stuff, which yeah. you, you don't really People's need to make off it scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, in terms of superheroes and stuff. But yeah, given the fact that this is tying into one division is also interesting. I mean, all of this is the same universe, so it, it kind of makes sense. But yeah. it'd be interesting to see what they, I guess, mean by that and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I'm happy to see more of Doctor Strange in yeah, the future. Yeah, absolutely. And then there were two other things or a few other things that dropped out, which Kevin Feige, the Marvel MCU b- boss, casually dropped out as part of the conversation at the panel was like oh yeah we're also going to introduce the Fantastic Four and we <laughs> work of folding in the mutants which is obviously the X-Men mm. So yeah. it's interesting, the sort of movie phase four bit, because the, as we'll come on to in a minute, they've moved a lot of the Avengers stuff onto the Disney Plus TV shows. Then they've brought in a whole new bunch of things which are sort of non-Avengers focused as the movies. So they almost feel a bit like some of the films feel a bit like, well, you know, they're introducing new stuff. They're not building towards one thing, you know, whereas the initial phases were sort of all building towards the Avengers and then they were building towards Endgame. And, you know, so there, there was a a sort of destination point whereas these feel like this sort of random bunch of films which is not necessarily a bad thing and it introduces you know it fleshes out the world and introduces a bunch of new characters and gives the background on some of the old ones and stuff but I rather suspect that you're going to hit phase five and you're suddenly going to get mutants take over and Fantastic Four and I think once they've done with this lot of phase four you're then suddenly going to get all the mutant stuff come in and that's going to be the next thing I suspect and that yeah. um, maybe x-men will sort of take over the the run from the avengers and that will build to some big thing so i don't want to say it's treading water at the moment but there's less cohesion to this collection of films than mm-hmm. there were with the original I, ones i think after endgame and every you know all the different things that happened to the to the characters i think you've kind of got to you know start introducing these these new characters like the eternals and like jang chi and stuff and then i guess do solo films for them bring those guys into the mcu and then just build something from there and then introduce like X-Men and stuff yeah. and then after all that's set up so including the Fantastic Four and X-Men they'll probably build to something Thanos-ish level uh, yeah. I don't know what yeah, that's yeah. going to be obviously, obviously that's going to be a while off yet but because you've got to kind of rebuild the MCU again a little bit like you've still got characters that are still in there but you've got to kind of introduce new people and build it up again to to uh, a new thing because I mean we've reached the end of the is it the Infinity Saga I think it's called now yeah, yeah. Um, and you've just basically got to build towards whatever this new saga is going to be so. Yes. Yeah. So uh, at the moment, I don't see a sort of clear destination of where they're heading. I mean, there may be one. But, That's what the um, uh, post credits. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So, so there, may, there may be one, but I, I can't really see it. They seem like a bunch of fairly disparate things at the moment, but um, I'm sure we'll find out more. 
Yeah. There's obviously also Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in development and Captain Marvel 2 is coming as well. Probably another Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, I, said it. yeah, I would suspect but. another Spider-Man as well, but yeah, that's yeah. the Sony thing. But uh, I'm sure that will be coming along as well. That's all the film stuff. Moving on to the TV shows, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we know we've got that coming. They revealed that it will take place after the events of Endgame, which I think that will be quite Makes sense. quite good. Yeah. Makes sense. Them sort of, I like the idea of the pair of them kind of finding in their feet in a sort of post-Captain America world, which I think is quite mm-hmm. good. There was quite an entertaining reveal where Darren Brell, who played Baron Zemo, disrupted the panel and popped up on a video screen behind them when they were talking and basically announced that he will be coming back as well. So uh, he's going to be in the uh, TV series. So that's Falcon Winter Soldier. Then we've got uh, WandaVision, which, as mentioned before, that is going to tie in to the uh, Doctor Strange movie, apparently, as well. Uh, so it's Vision and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. They also announced that uh, Tiona Paris, who's been in Empire and Mad Men, she's joining the MCU as uh, a grown-up version of Monica Rambeau, who was the... Do you remember the young girl that was helping Captain Marvel in the Captain Marvel movie? Sort there was, of, yeah, there yeah. was the, like the daughter yeah. of one of the friends. Mm-hmm. It's a grown-up version of her, who I think becomes something else in the MCU but uh, they're introducing that character as well so so she's going to be playing a grown up version of her so that's the characters for that and it will tie into the Doctor Strange movie I've heard that this takes place after Infinity War but I don't see how that's quite possible because the, the first report that I heard like a couple of months ago was that this was going to be from the 50s or something which made a bit more sense but, but it can't be it must take place after Infinity War because otherwise how have you got a grown up version of that character so. that was in yeah. the 80s so it must do. Did Vision come back at the end of Endgame? I can't remember. He certainly wasn't alive at the end of Infinity War, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe kind of... Maybe they brought him back at the end of Endgame and I just missed it. I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah. moving on, we've got Loki, everybody's favourite trickster god, Lord of, God of Mischief, is returning. Mm. And if you're having the same thought that we've just had that conversation about of hang on, didn't he die? Yes, well, kind of. But due to the events of things that happened in Endgame, yeah. it answers the question, where did Loki go after he took the Space Stone? Because if you remember, mm-hmm. there was a version of Loki in that timeline when they went back who ran off with the Space Stone. So it's following that version of Loki. So it's probably going to be a sort of out-universe kind of thing. So it gives them a whole new place to play in so it is going to be Tom Hiddleston because there was talk of maybe it will be a young Loki series and Tom won't be in it that much but it looks like it is going to work yeah it it looks like it is going to be a full blown Tom Hiddleston Loki series that is coming and I'm very much looking forward to that it's going to be brilliant they officially confirmed there is going to be a Hawkeye series which sees Jeremy Renner return as Clint Barton we know that uh, it's going to have Kate Bishop into it Bishop is a character who in the comic books took over the mantle of Hawkeye from Barton but Hawkeye was dead in the comic books at that point although okay, obviously yeah. he's still alive on screen at the moment it being a comic book he of course came back to life uh, and it ended up with them having two Hawkeyes and they had this sort of student mentor relationship until it all went mm. horribly sour and uh, they ended up staying out of each other's way but the, both characters were known as Hawkeye so um, they're, they're obviously be quite cool. I think they're playing with this kind of student mentor thing and it may be that they're they're setting Kate Bishop up whoever gets that role they're setting them up to become Hawkeye in the MCU moving forward and mm-hmm. I suspect is where they're going with that but yes so there is a, a Hawkeye series coming and uh, they also announced a what if 
series uh, based on the What If comic books, which is a, a sort of alternate reality universe which takes pivotal moments from the MCU and turns them upside down. It's an animated series. It's going to have uh, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. He's going to be voicing the Watcher, who is going to be kind of the thread that ties everything together. Uh, mm. You're going to have the MCU cast members coming in and doing the voiceovers for the sort of alternate versions of their characters. Yeah, that could be quite a fun animated series. That is also coming as well. Is there any particular events you'd be interested in, uh, like to have to have them change and stuff? There's um, a couple that I sort of thought of. So what, what were you thinking? Because I... <laughs> You, you could brains. do some stuff with like Infinity War and Endgame where like, what about if Infinity War, like Thanos couldn't get the stones or if yeah. if you change some of the, I just say some of the other snaps in Endgame, if you change some of those, like what could have happened yeah, yeah. there? Those yeah. are the events that like come to my mind. So Yeah, that would have been interesting. With it being an animated thing, you could possibly start dumping X-Men and stuff into that as well. Quite, I guess, yeah. yeah so, yeah. But we'll, we'll see what they do. So in terms of the timeline for the Marvel stuff, Black Widow first, that is coming on the 1st of May next year, followed by Falcon Winter Soldier, which is coming to Disney Plus in the autumn of next year. Then you have Eternals 6th of November next year, that is landing. And then you've got Shang-Chi that is arriving on the 12th of February on 2021. Division Spring 2021, um, Doctor Strange 7th of May 2021 Loki Spring 2021 as well uh, What If is going to be in the summer of 2021 Hawkeye is in the autumn of 2021 then November 2021 you've got Thor Love and Thunder and sometime after that you're going to have a Blade movie and a Fantastic Four movie but we don't know when yet mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a um, lot of stuff for 2021, a few couple of movies next year and a couple of TV series or one TV series next year. So, yeah, that's pretty much the next two years of the MCU. So. Yes. So it's pretty much the next two years, phase four of the MCU. Not going to be short of Marvel things because um, we were thinking maybe Marvel will calm down a little bit. Nope. <laughs> they I mean, are the, I mean the, is it the, the first of May for, for uh, Black Widow? That's it's like, first of May. Black Widow. That's like just under a year away. Yeah. So um, there is going to be a bit of a break, I suppose. So yes, that's that's all looking good. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Moving from Marvel onto DC, we have Mm. kick off with the Arrowverse stuff. Arrow, uh, which of course is about to come to an end, they released a sort of sizzle reel. I didn't really show any new footage. It, it was quite an emotional sort of look back over the the arc of how far Oliver has come and all the stuff they've put him through and where they're kind of heading. Because uh, you know, at the end of the last season, it very much seems like Ollie is not going to get out of the show alive. He was seen heading off into the multiverse. So um, yeah, it it looks like Arrow next season is going to be very much around the multiverse stuff as far as we can see but there is going to be some flash forward things whether that's going to be Oliver somehow moving forward in time and seeing them I don't know but 
the flash forward kids have been all been up to series regulars. So mm. um, that's Connor Hawk, which is uh, Joseph David Jones, Ben Lewis, who plays the um, grown up version of William Queen, Catherine McNamara, who played Mia Smoke. They're all up to series regulars. They're going to be joined by Charlie Barnett, who is from Chicago Fire. He's playing John Diggle Jr., aka JJ, who is the grown up version of uh, John and Lila's child, who um, got turned from a girl to a boy in Flashpoint, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Barry. Yes, thanks, Barry. Um, I remember so, Diggle really wasn't happy about that. No, so. he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> we apparently meet JJ in the future as the leader of the Deathstroke gang, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, where he faces off against Mia and Connor. He's described as having a bit of an edge to him. Uh, fans are going to be really surprised about the way we bring him in, and in particular, what costume he's wearing. I mean, given he's the leader of the Deathstroke gang, you kind of assume maybe he's wearing a Deathstroke costume, but... yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. Interesting new addition to Arrow. It looks like they're going to be focusing on Oliver wandering around the multiverse and the uh, future timeline kids, mainly next season, which sort mm-hmm. of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're really putting a big uh, push on Crisis yeah. in, in, in pretty much all these trailers, but um going to be interesting to see because like, um, one of the things I've also discussed with Robert is like, so Crisis is probably going to be what the ninth episodes of these, all of these seasons. I wonder what you're going to do with like, specifically with Arrow for the first eight or so I think a lot um, of that is going to be building up to the crisis stuff yeah it seems that maybe Arrow is going to be the show which drives crisis forward possibly and mm-hmm. then although it looks like the actual crisis event is triggered by somebody in the flash but we'll get to that in a minute but yeah. um, it's interesting I don't quite know it's it's difficult which I think is probably why they didn't show any footage of the next mm-hmm. season of Arrow because it's very difficult to pace the crisis event itself it's five episodes three before the Christmas break, two after the Christmas break, although how that will land over here, I don't know, but that's how it's set up in Mm. the US. Oh yeah, because they're usually really delayed for the second half, aren't they? Until like yeah, February, so, March or something. Yeah, so. so I I don't know whether you're going to end up with all the crisis things on one side or, or I yeah, I don't know how Sky are going to split that, but we'll have to wait and see. Over on Supergirl, as I think you may have already seen, she has a snazzy new outfit, which is mm. far more in line to Superman's outfit. It's kind of a, an all-in-one trousers rather than skirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You know, I quite like, like Supergirl's old outfit, I think. I wasn't in desperate need of a new suit for no. her, but her new suit looks cool and fine to wear. Like, okay, yeah. it's 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 good enough. But yeah, I know some no, people online I mean, are like really really happy about it. So okay, right, yeah, uh, I, I don't mind. She looks great. I mean, you know, it's it's a great look, so that's fine. They have announced a couple of new characters, and we're also losing some old ones as well. Mm-hmm. We've got a character called Andrea Rojas, who is described as a polished businesswoman and heir to a Central American tech empire, who is now making hostage style advantages in the world of media unapologetic and unafraid to make waves she also holds a mystical secret uh, the character first appeared in the comic books in 2000 so she is a comic book character she will be introduced in the premiere episode and she's been played by Julia Gonzalo who has been in Veronica Mars Dallas and Eli Stone the next character is a hardened reporter called William Day he's an original character created for the series on the surface he's a cynic and a sellout who looks down on Kara's earnest idealism. Day's not interested in making friends, he just wants to get the story, but his ties to the criminal underworld could prove problematic. That's going to be played by Stars Nazir, who was in Game of Thrones and Humans. So yeah, two interesting new characters. Andrea, the uh, tech mogul or media mogul that's joining, uh, will actually be taking over Catco, 
which leads on to the news that uh, McCann Brooks, who plays James Olsen, is going to be leaving the series to apparently feature on feature films in developing a cable series in which he would star. He's also looking at writing a book. He's going to be leaving the show. Uh, it's a shame to I, see him go, but they have rather he, underused Jimmy recently. Yeah. So to, to me, he can die in crisis. That's that's fine. Yeah, I yeah, think. they could do that. They've set him up to do certain things in the past, like Guardian and the leader of Catco, but they never really focused his character. So when I saw the news of that I was leaving, I was like, that's kind of fine to me. So, yeah, no, um, I, I think that's fine. You're probably going to have more than one death, I imagine, in Crisis because it's, you know, this big crisis on Infinite Earths thing. And I think you could probably kill him off there. Yeah, I think that would be fine. Yeah, I think that would be okay. Kelly Olsen, his sister, who has appeared on the show already, she has been up to a series regular role, apparently. So uh, whilst we're losing James, we are getting Kelly. We're also getting Wynn back for a short run. Uh, Jeremy Jordan is returning for a small arc in the second half of Supergirl as well. So uh, I like Win. Is he doing something else or what? Because he wasn't in season um, five. No, he wasn't in season five. He left. Um, he's been doing stage shows. He's, okay. he's been on stage. So he is doing other stuff, just not TV stuff. He's He wanted to go and do some stage acting. So, mm-hmm. Although uh, Brainiac was fine. So he was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Brainy's been great. Uh, speaking of Brainy, this is another little interesting bit of guest <laughs> starring. Brainy is uh, sticking around as far as I can tell. It doesn't look like they're trading places with Win again. He looks like Brainy's sticking around. Mm-hmm. But they're also introducing a female Brainy at five, going to be played by Megan Rath, real life sister of Jesse Rath. Uh, and I didn't make this connection, but Megan actually is one of the lead characters on Hawaii Five-O, plays Tihani on Hawaii Five-O. So okay. um, I hadn't made that connection at all. But uh, she will be popping up. They've raped her in to play a female Brainiac 5, which I thought was kind of interesting. Over on The Flash, it seems to me that if you run a genre show long enough, Sentil Ramamurthy will appear in it at some point. He's This is the uh, the guy that was in Heroes. He was the, one of the main characters in Heroes. He's since popped up in Stanley's Lucky Man. He was in Revere. He was in Beauty and the Beast. He's also been appearing on New Amsterdam as a uh, love interest for Freema Adjaman's character as well. So, uh, yeah, he's he's been around quite a lot he's one of those faces that pops up on various things Hmm. Uh, on The Flash he's going to take the role of Dr. Ramsey Rizzo who is the DC villain Bloodwork he's a brilliant physician and a genius intellect and the world's leading expert in hematological oncology Uh, former colleague of um, Caitlin Snow Rosso rekindles their relationship after they are reunited by an unexpected event but their long time bond quickly shatters when the doctor's desire to defy the lords of nature takes him down a dark path one that transforms him from an old friend into the most chilling villain team flash has ever faced the monstrous blood work the trailer for this is basically him kind of narrating the trailer and it seems from the trailer yeah. like what he's basically Over trying to do is stop death <laughs> entirely which is an interesting <laughs> interesting thing to be doing but uh yes yeah, mm-hmm. so that seems to be the basis for it he's a great actor and i think he's a he'll be a really good addition looks like he's going to be the big bad for certainly the mm-hmm. first half of at the least, season yeah, at least the first half of the crisis i imagine it's going to be interesting with all these after because the second half of the second half of the season are usually different at least with most of the shows and given that the, that's going to be post-crisis it's going to be interesting what those look like but who knows what, the second what the place half. is yeah. going to look like post-crisis yeah so it looks like blood work is going to be running up to the crisis event because it was also revealed that Tom Kavanagh, the man of many Wellses, mm-hmm. he will be taking on yet another royal after the end of the blood work case. He's going to take on the part of Pariah 
who is a major part of the crisis event in the comic books. It's basically his unorthodox experiments to view the end of the universe results in the anti-monitor and the launch of the crisis event. So it seems like he's basically responsible for, for causing the crisis, as right. far as we can tell, if they follow the same sort of plot line. So the anti-monitor, as you would get from the name, is the opposite of the monitor played by LaMonica Garrett, who uh, we've already seen. Uh, he's actually going to be taking on the role of the monitor and the anti-monitor in the, because they're essentially like opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, so uh, anti-monitor is control of the anti-matty version of the multiverse, while the monitor controls the matter version of the multiverse, and uh, the anti-monitor is out to destroy the positive matter universe that's Mm -hmm. sort of the basic idea behind it it all comes back to the crisis event so i I, yeah like you say i've i'm very interested to see what the world is going to look like in the arrowverse post-crisis because Mm -hmm. we're getting very little information of you know a lot of stuff leading up to it but very little of what's going to be like afterwards yeah especially considering um because we're gonna have the three episodes and then the other two i wonder what it's gonna look like because they're probably gonna have some sort of mini cliffhanger after that third episode i would think so yeah and what things will look like then yeah because when they've done crossover it's been like one week and it's and it's sort of done with the episode so they're gonna have to do it in two parts i suppose yeah i mean it it is basically going to be one episode from each show is the the plan uh which is the same as what they've done before it's just because of the way they're staging the episodes this year it's going to be three before and then two after so after christmas so the other bit of news that came out the flash bit of the panel was uh kavanaugh is playing yet another wells Um, described as a bit of an adventurer or a swashbuckler so uh, he has a new character so he's not going to have to be doing a French accent all the way through it which would be good Um, (laughs) and uh, Barry is getting another suit which Grant Gustin said will be the closest it's ever been to the suit from the comic I think they basically all are aren't they well they they, see and and the thing is the comic suit has changed so much over the years I hope they're bringing the chin strap back which is is in the comic book version Mm. There's certainly the current comic book version. I, I don't like the look of it without the chin strap. Yeah, me too. I would rather have the chin strap back. So we'll, we'll have to see what the new suit looks like. Over on Legends, there wasn't a new trailer because Legends isn't starting until 2020. That is going to be running in, I think, after Arrow is finished, I think. Um, so uh, Probably, yeah. it's, it's going to start a bit later. And the biggest news to come out of that sort of dropped slightly before Comic-Con, which is that Brandon Routh will be returning as Superman, which is the role that he played in the uh, big Superman movie. Brandon Routh of course he's one of the legends regular cast but uh in the crossover event he is going to be playing a version of superman there is a photo of him kind of opening his shirt at the panel and he's wearing the superman kind of kingdom come shirt symbol which is the superman symbol but it's kind of black inside he actually said in an interview although he was wearing that shirt the tone and energy of the character will be very similar to the version of superman he's done in the past that's kind of interesting i thought that's mm. kind of a nice little like nod to uh, to uh, the crisis event so, so i wonder how he's going to change from because I'm, I'm assuming he's going to start as the atom and then change to superman I sus- or maybe i suspect around. you are going to have him as the atom and he's just randomly going to be showing up as a clark kent version of superman from one of the other s hmm. yeah. I, I, I mean it's think- called crisis on infinite earth so yeah all, all sorts of different versions of characters can appear yeah so i think i think they've just thrown that in there because they thought it'd be a fun thing to do and it is a fun thing to do so i, I am quite yeah. looking forward to that 
Um, it's also was revealed that Katie Lotz will be directing episode five of the uh, fifth season. She's going to make a directorial debut. So would they have the season premiere of Legends be the crossover? Because that would surely be the first episode. Back. Yes, I guess it probably is. Because I don't know how I don't know how you do three episodes of Crisis and then eight episodes of Legends and then another Crisis. I don't see how that really works. Yeah. Um, so you might end up having the, the crossover thing at the start of one of the seasons. Yeah, I, think it, I think it might be. Yeah. Um, as I say, not much more on Legends, really, because I don't know whether they're yeah. even shooting stuff yet. But uh, but yeah, no trailer or anything for that. There also wasn't any new trailer for Batwoman because they only released the first look trailer in May. And I guess they don't want to give I, too much away. So I was looking forward to another trailer as well. And then I thought, OK, Flash has popped up, Arrow's popped up, and then all so the other ones had uh, Supergirl. And then, yeah, there's no Batwoman trailer. Yeah, so. which is a shame. Yeah. but. Um, yeah, mm. I can understand they may be wanting to keep hold of things. Uh, Ruby Rose was supposed to be there, but unfortunately, due to various logistical issues, couldn't make it. She was absolutely devastated, apparently. Her face was all over the place because, of course, it's the, the big launch new show for the CW. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for, for various reasons, apparently couldn't get there. And uh, yeah, so she really wasn't happy about that. They did have a panel with uh, the exec producer who was on hand to talk a little bit about it. They did reveal that they're using the Greg Rooker elegy story from the Batwoman comic books as the backbone for the series, which explores Kate's relationship with Alice, which we know is the big bad for this series. That's um, Rachel Scarsden from uh, Lost Girl and Rain. He's uh, playing Alice and uh, looks wonderfully manic in the uh, trailer as well. They also reveal that they're going to be playing with um, the origin story for Hush as well, which is, of course, one of Batman's big villains. So I thought that was yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, they just had the uh, Batman Hush come out in yes, the DCAU, which I think I yeah. talked about earlier. Yes, yeah. that's kind of interesting that they're, they're mm. roping that in. Somebody did ask the question, are we ever going to see Batman himself? And her answer was what you'd sort of expect, which is, well, anything is possible, but then did go on to point out that, you know, obviously DC is incredibly protective of the Batman IP, but then we did get Superman in Supergirl and we never thought we'd get that. So I don't think we're ever going to get Batman in the Arrowverse. I just think it would have probably happened already. And I don't know. With them, with them going to Batwoman instead of like robin or batgirl or or someone else they i, I don't know yeah. it just doesn't feel like he's ever going to show up there I don't which know, is silly because he sort of should have um yeah i, again, I think it's, it's one of those so. things that might not happen early on but maybe once you're a few seasons in maybe they can do it every time they've got to to bruce himself it's like oh he's just left gotham and oh he's this like <laughs> yes. whatever like he's sort of never there and they've always given excuses as to why he's not so yeah I don't know we'll see you never know it may happen Um, (laughs) in other Batman related news they revealed that Burt Ward who played Robin on the original Batman 66 TV series will be making an appearance in the crossover event although they haven't said who or what he will be playing but he will be in there which is kind of quite a sweet little nod to the uh, the original Batman 66 TV series I rather like that so he played Robin in in yes. thing. Do you think he might just like show up as him for a couple of minutes or something? Well, I mean, he's 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 in his eighties probably at this point. <laughs> I mean, there's like a quick little scene where maybe he punches an enemy or something. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't know something yes. really small. Yeah. Do. I th- maybe they do something like that. You never know. It might be an old, really old version of Dick Grayson, quite possibly. 
Who knows? Could be. Yeah. <laughs> could be really. Yeah. Could be that. But, but we'll, we'll see. Stepping away from the Arrowverse, you got Black Lightning, which uh, has a new trailer. Um, Let's put it in the Arrowverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the one thing that uh, there wasn't really a lot of new information about Black Lightning that came out. It was all generally sort of talking around stuff that's out there in the costumes and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. um, somebody did pose the question about whether they'd be joining the Arrowverse, and Chris Williams, who plays Black Lightning commented i've heard a lot of talk nothing official but at this point i can say i wouldn't be surprised so mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe they've not been rolled into the crossover because that would sort of make sense but it sounds like they are talking about it i so- did see a little clip with the guy who plays uh, i think it's khalil and um he was just like hey just tune into crisis and then i think one of, right, one of the okay. um, Sisters from the series was like, "Hey, be careful, or, or something like that." So, careful what you wish for, yeah, yeah. we shall see. <laughs> yeah, I will have to see. It would make right. sense if, at any point, you are going to roll them together because this will be the one to do it. As you said, the crisis event essentially in the comic books, the crisis event collapsed all the worlds into one. So it mm-hmm. it would make sense to bring Black Lightning in, bring Supergirl onto the same Earth. You could squash everything into one Earth rather than being in a multiverse. We'll have to see, but yeah. If you're going to do it at any point, this seems like the point you would bring them across, yeah. surely. Yeah. Moving on to the DC Universe shows, there were a few bits and pieces that dropped for that. Uh, new trailer for Harley Quinn, the animated series with Kelly Koloku doing the uh, voice for Harley. Uh, they, I actually preferred the first little clip that they dropped for this ages ago when they initially announced it. Yeah, the, I mean, the, yeah the, <laughs> the trailer for this is is fun and everything, but you don't really get a lot of exactly what the show's about. There's a lot of kind of yeah. Harley hitting people and that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's very difficult to tell from that mm, trailer. Looks like Batman might be in this one though. Yes, Batman is definitely showing up in that one though. Uh, mm-hmm. But it looks fun. Looks like a fun series. Um, it does. They've also announced that uh, Titans has a US premiere date that's going to be uh, September 6th on DC Universe. That probably means that Netflix will air it in January again, I Hopefully, guess. Yeah. Um, if it follows the same thing as I, last I time. I think it was, I mean, it may come out December. It depends. It's very difficult to tell. Uh, mm. but but yeah who knows and uh, they haven't made an official announcement either way yet it's also confirmed that Doom Patrol has got a new series uh, got second season and Young Justice the animated series has got full season neither of those have got UK broadcasters at the moment I wish Netflix had just picked them up it, yeah. Yeah, particularly as Doom Patrol is directly related to Titans so I at least wish they'd pick that up but uh, nothing at the moment so what can you do not much <laughs> So that brings us to the end of our San Diego Comic Con coverage. Uh, there's a lot in there. And uh, obviously, as it's been going on so long, there's no interview this week. So we're going to move directly on to highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> So highlights for next week on TV, we have, uh, it's quite a good week actually for genre TV. Um, Killjoys back for its fifth and final season on Sci-Fi UK. That is on the 24th of July at 9pm. I've seen a few episodes of this and it's now got to the point where I'm kind of thinking, I'm just going to wait for the whole thing to drop because it's on Netflix, I think as well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait for the whole thing to drop onto Netflix and binge my way through it in one go. I'm just going to do it that way, I think at this point. Uh, So yeah, fifth season coming to uh, Sci-Fi UK 24th. 
4th of July at 9pm off Killjoys. Another Life, which is a sci-fi show starring Katie Sackoff. She leads a mission of a crew exploring the genesis of an alien artifact. That is coming to Netflix on the 25th of July. That's called The Afterlife. Lethal Weapon returns for its third and final season on ITV. That's on the 26th of July at 9pm. So uh, if you want to catch the final season of that, it will be on ITV. Orange is the New Black is back for its seventh and final season. That is on Netflix on the 26th of July. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, then we have The Boys, which we've been very, we were talking about earlier. Very, mm. very much looking forward to this. Amazon Prime season one of that 26th of July. And as we said earlier, renewed for a second season already. Uh, I love the comic books. I love the people behind it. I have high hopes for that. So that's coming 26th of July to Amazon Prime. Uh, False Flag, the Israeli thriller series that is returning for a second season on the 28th of July at 9pm on Fox and Manifest finally found a UK broadcaster season one of Manifest which was that that show about the plane that disappears and then returns five years later but it's having been presumed lost at sea but it's only been Mm. like five hours on the ground so uh, Manifest season one comes to Sky One on the 30th of July and that is at 9pm so after that monstrous show that Mm. is everything for this week unless you've got anything else you'd like to mention speaking of final seasons which we've got a lot of final seasons Yes. This, this year in general doing iZombie we're getting close towards the end of that me and Robert uh, we did episode uh, or up to episode 10 uh, I think last week uh, we're covering that and then Classic Reviews will be back the week after we do the series wrap up uh, you can follow all the stuff that I do through uh, Twitter eTalkUK uh, you can follow me over there all that stuff yes go and check out uh, entertainmenttalk.org and uh, all their stuff as well for us obviously all the stuff that we've been talking about all the San Diego Comic Con things are up on the website at geektown.co.uk all the pictures all the trailers all that good stuff you can go find on geektown.co.uk right now and uh, we'll be adding new stories throughout the week if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk if you're at MCM Manchester this weekend I will see you there bye 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 Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.